Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through View 470. Today we're going to take a look at Noi Hamat. I think I'm pronouncing that right, I probably am not. Uh, this is a pure auction game from Germany. Now, I had this sent to me from Game Surplus. They often get this game in stock, and I've been kind of waiting for this game to come back around, and they were kind enough to send it to me for review. I saw uh, Alex Tuttle, a board game blogger who also does reviews on YouTube, first talk about it, I think it was a couple of years ago now, and I really was like, oh, that looks really cool. Uh, so it's a pure auction game, and it has this kind of cool 3D, I don't know if you can see, I'll show you more in a minute. These like 3D blocks and things, and the theme of it is you're kind of these, I think, you're kind of these dastardly characters, and you're manipulating kind of the real estate market of this town. You've got kind of like three little neighborhoods that you're auctioning off, uh, plots of land and maybe you're kind of going vertical as well with that area and there's some other like special cubes you can use to change the landscape or discard cubes possibly uh, but it's pure 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 auction it's very very nasty but I'm gonna tell you kind of up front I really love the game not everybody's like the game because it's very nasty but let's talk about the mechanics of the game and then I'll tell you why I like it so much so first let's just take a look at the box here there's not really much to it. it's got this kind of slip case type of thing here and it's in sort of a shoe box here so I don't know if these folks uh, make this by hand or what I know the game's been out for about 10 years and still seeing print runs I don't know probably not very big print runs but it's definitely still out. You get a nice board here. You can see here this main street, and then you have these three rows, these three neighborhoods. And to start the game, you see this river here, and that shows the limit of each of the neighborhoods. Now you can increase it, so you do go beyond the river, but to start the game, the only area you're really concerned about is these uh, 12 squares right here. Now you also are going to get a bag of these different cubes here and they're almost like d6s but they're not they only have the the pips on one side and so let me set these out uh, next to the board and then we can talk about these so before each game you're going to take out and put three rows of eight of these cubes here and so you will have some bags uh, cubes left over you won't use those for this game and one of the things that you're going to be doing in the game is auctioning off these cubes and then placing them out onto the boards in the neighborhoods here now the only cubes that are available to auction off are the ones on the end. So these three here, and then these three here. Once, let's say we auction off this one and it comes on the board, then now this one is available. So only the thing at the end of each of the rows is available. So you're gonna auction those off. You may also auction off some of these special items. I'll talk more about these in a minute, but you've got three sort of special cubes and then this little pawn here who is the mayor. And next, you might actually auction off uh, some of these roof tiles here. So these come in the bag, and there's a couple of ways to play with this. But you can see some of these will have values, some of these are actually blank. Uh, some various variants that are sanctioned you know, by the designers online and how you treat the roof uh, tiles. But the interesting thing about when you auction off a roof, you say, I'm going to auction off a roof tile, and then you're going to go and get a tile randomly without knowing quite exactly what the value of it is going to be. And the last sort of component note, you have this money here and each player is going to start off with 12 million of these euros in their hand to start the game. And then you're going to go from there. Now the first thing you're going to do is you're going to pick something to auction off. Uh, so let's just start simply with one of these. Let's say I choose this and then everybody else is going to make a bid 
going around the table to my left. So Billy over there, maybe he bids one, Frankie passes, and Joey says two, and then it's back to me. So at this point, I have an option to either take Joey's two, Joey will pay me his two bucks, and then he will get to place this on the board, or I pay Joey the two bucks, and then I get to place it on the board. So it's a very interesting kind of once around style auction where you're kind of hoping to get some money out of folks or hope they don't bid too much. And then, you know, then you really want to place it. So you've got to pay the high bidder a bunch of money. So what you're going to do with whoever wins this is you're going to place it on one of these spaces. And so you kind of start from here and then work your way this way. And remember, you are limited by the river here. So the only interesting thing to note about the spots on the board here is anything with a white fence is considered a housing neighborhood. So this can only be one story tall. So we cannot place any more cubes on top of that. However, let's say on a future turn, somebody had won this one and that's a six. We can stack cubes. This can, this can become kind of a high raise. So the rule for that is, is let's say uh, we go down a couple of turns and then this purple three is auctioned off. Well, that now can go on top of anything lower than it, as long as it's not in one of these kind of special neighborhoods here with the white fence. So let's say I won this, and then I will put that on top of there because the cube underneath it is lower. And then of course, if you put the one on top, then nothing else uh, can go on top of that because there's nothing lower than a one. Now, if you w auction off a roof, then you're gonna place the roof on top of one of these different structures here. It doesn't have to be a one. You can short circuit this one earlier, but if you win this and then place it on top of that, then that cannot grow any further. But why are you auctioning all this stuff off? Well, here is a very, 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 very interesting mechanic. And let's say back to our first auction. I auction off the white block. Let's say I win it, I pay whoever, let's say $3, and I go to place it. Since this is the first white block that is placed in the game, I'm going to get the white cube here and keep this in front of me. And this is gonna let players know that if a building scores and the topmost brick is white, I will get the points for that or I might actually lose the points because it's very, very possible to actually get negative points. And then we move along and let's say here, the first blue cube comes out, Billy places that out, then he gets the blue cube in front of him and then that lets everybody know, okay, Billy wants all of the blue cubes to score. Now, how do these things score? Well, the game is going to end a number of different ways, but one of the ways that it will end is when you fill up a row, excuse me, two rows, of these neighborhoods. So let's just put some out here, for example, like this, and then maybe two here, like that. That's kind of an odd color shape, but we'll go with it. Now a neighborhood or row is completed once all the spaces are filled and you've got roofs on all of those various tiles. So moving along here, let's say I had uh, on this future turn auction for this four and I won it and then I place it there. Now at this time, there are two completed neighborhoods here, two rows. This bottom row here is not finished. So the game will immediately end and then we're going to score all the completed rows for positive points. So if you were the white player in this case, then anything that has the top most brick being white would score these points. I would get five points for this. You can see one for the roof and four for that. I would get nine for this, whoops, for the six and the three and so on. Now, if somebody had come along, of course, and let's say, I don't know, the dastardly purple player had put a cube on there, that's now a purple building. 
So you might be like, oh cool, I'm gonna put out the sixes if I'm the white player. Well, that's an invitation to have somebody place a brick on top of you. Because at this point, purple's gonna score this. So you're gonna get three plus one, which is four, plus the six. So he has, is going to score all of the points in that stack. So all these points here are gonna score positive. Anybody here that has a building in their color where the topmost brick is their color is gonna score negative points. So in this place, yellow's screwed. Yellow's gonna get negative six and then negative three for a total of negative nine. So that's how the game is going to end. Now the game can also end once you go through 12 of the uh, roof tiles. Once 12 of those come out, the game will end. If you auction off all of these bricks, the game will also end. You might say to yourself, well, there's not enough room for all these bricks. You have to stack very high buildings to squeeze them all in this area. Well, that's where some of these special blocks come in. Now you can see there are little sort of uh, kind of gashes on these bricks. So this one has two. Uh, this one here has three. You can see on the different ends there, the three gashes. And this other one here has one. I can put one of these up for auction. And I can say, okay, this is up for auction. This is the one. Now, whoever wins this, they can discard this one if they want. These special bricks here, you can just discard if you win them. But you can also see, this will allow you to increase one of these rows by one or decrease it by one. So maybe I'm the yellow player and I look and see, okay, these rows are really close to being completed. I'm gonna try to hose them up. So I'm gonna take this one here. This one shows the three gashes. This will increase or decrease by three. So if I win this, I pay whoever, then I'm gonna increase this row, let's say, by three. So one, two, three, and I'll put that there. And that means now instead of having to get it to the river, they, these folks here have to build all the way out here for this to be considered completed. Now you can go the opposite direction even, and even on the same row where you already put a brick, maybe I'm the, uh, the green player here and I say, okay, I need, we need to get rid of that. So I'm gonna shrink that back two. So I win this and then we're gonna move two. So you can just go ahead and stack that and move that two. Now we only have to go one extra spot. So you can increase and decrease uh, with these bricks. Now you can't, of course, let's say we auctioned off this three or here, and then we said, we're gonna decrease it three. Well, you can't go below where there's already been some construction, okay? And then there's also this blank one. There's no slits or gashes on this. This allows you to discard a already placed a special cube here. So you can maybe have this one out here and then I'm gonna discard this as sort of the cancellation cube. I win this, I don't like that, I get rid of it and then I'll reset the distance back to you know whatever it might be. Uh, the last thing here is the mayor and the mayor you can auction off, the mayor you can also discard if you win it. And you put the mayor on the street here in front of one of these columns or these rows and that's gonna score double and also double negative. So if it's here at the end of the game, then yellow is really gonna get hammered uh, in the negative point department. Now the other thing you can do on your turn, everybody, like I said, starts with 12 bucks. You can take, before you put up something to auction, you can take a dollar here and just kind of tuck it under the table, uh, you know, kind of right in front of where you're sitting and squirrel away or sort of embezzle a dollar or a million dollars. And so what's gonna happen is at the end of the game we're gonna score all this and then everybody's gonna take the amount of money they embezzled throughout the game and add that. These are all positive points. And I've seen the games where everybody's like really close to zero or negative points and then the deciding factor of course is the amount of money you embezzle. But it's tricky to do that because you want to keep money because the bidding does get pretty tight. So just squirreling away a dollar, at least at the beginning of the game, 
and kind of depending on how players play too, uh, that can be a very tight decision to do that. Now I should say the game does not come with English rules. There are some nice rules that I printed off on BoardGameGeek. And the other, other thing I can think to mention is you, uh, it is suggested that you actually play this maybe in kind of a three game format and then you can sort of carry over money or there's a few different ways to play it but you could carry money over or just play that the first person to win two games will automatically win if nobody wins two games inside of a three game space then you take all the points up and add it so there's a few ways to do that the other only thing to mention are the variants regarding the roofs uh, the rules i believe is written tell you that if you draw one of these blank roofs you discard it and basically lose your turn which feels a little bit random i can see why some folks might like that uh, but the other thing you could do you could just remove all the blank ones or you could randomly remove five and just have the blank ones be worth zero points which is how we play we just play until there's 12 roofs out and if you get a zero then maybe you stick it on somebody else's or something like that or maybe you still want to close it off as a way of protecting because you can see hey if I have a six here and I want to protect it because maybe there's no more white cubes in the middle, I'll, I don't care about slapping down zero points. It's still going to be a completed uh, building at that point. Okay, so that is Noi Hamat. I think that's pronounced right. I love this game. It's awesome. It's super brutal and cutthroat and nasty and vicious. It's very thinky. Uh, I will say that the folks I've played it with, not all of them have liked it. I would, I would also say I think there's a lot of outside the box thinking from kind of your traditional sort of this is what I need to do to win kind of attitude uh, you have to be very nimble in this game so let's talk about the first thing that you will do probably is auction off one of these different uh, colored cubes there well you put this out and then you go ahead and you're the first one to put it out and you get the little green cube that says you are responsible for green and then everybody is going to try to tank green for the rest of the game so you've got to be a little bit careful about that and one thing to know is when you look at the three rows of these different colored cubes all in a line, well, there's a couple things to keep in mind that I've, le I've learned. You wanna look at something where there's a lot of cubes of the color. So if there's not very many white cubes out there, it's gonna be more difficult for somebody to try to score white. But as people place cubes out and they start to get the little cube that shows them that they're responsible for it, you don't really want to be left out of that. Now you can, I haven't seen anybody actually win doing this, but they got really close. You can not score any of the colors and just try to tank everybody and score a bunch of negative points. And meanwhile, you're embezzling money and you try to win that way because you're not getting hammered or hit by any of those. You try to extend it, you know, you keep trying to, you know, suck out cues and put them out there. And so there's a lot of negative points and you really try to see, okay, he's gonna get a bunch of negative points here, so maybe I'll let him finish this one because it's not gonna catch him up. There's a lot of kind of mind games and stuff like that going on. Uh, so it's sort of like a, a paradox because you kind of want to get in early so that you can set up, get a lot of points, but you don't want to show your hand and let everybody tank you and then increase the size of your neighborhood. Now, the other thing to keep in mind with that group of, of blocks that you put out at the beginning is the color that's in the middle is depending on how players play now is likely to end up being negative points the ones that are out early seem to be more likely to be actually score positive because they're out early they might be in the wrong row 
but you've got them out and maybe you and the green player are kind of in the same row together. So now you want, you know, you're both like, yeah, let's score this row. Let's make it a positive row or, you know, sort of a temporary partnership. Uh, but those other ones that come out can just be kind of tossed into that third row and auctioned off like, yeah, I'm gonna auction off this white six. <laughs> you know, there's nowhere to put it now other than that catastrophe of a row there that nobody wants to win because it's three, you know, squares longer. And you're like, that's my color. <laughs> that's gonna be negative points for me because it's the one in the middle. It's the one at the end of the game. Because that's when people start tanking each other, really. You know, you're like, oh yeah, we're, we're a team. You know, we want this top row to score. And then I'm like, okay, you're gonna score more points than me. So I'm gonna throw your cube in the bottom row and you're gonna get tanked. So you gotta be careful though. So those ones in the middle are, are sort of a double-edged sword. If they're low numbers, you can maybe put them on top of others if they aren't already covered, if there's even a spot to do it. Uh, I like this, the sort of randomness of the, the rooftops. Uh, that's, that's a nice little random flavor. Everything isn't so calculable where you can just pick and choose and just be super uh, deductive that way. I like that little bit of chance there, like I could pull you know, a zero roof or a six roof or whatever, uh, but you can still kind of play nimbly to, uh, you know, to your benefit. Uh, you know, and then you know, talking about the special cubes and the mayor, that's where you really get into tank city is you, know, you throw the mayor down on the doubler of the you know the negative row that's going to really hammer a lot of people and that might be you know somebody that does that strategy to um you know to embezzle a bunch of money and not really score any points on the board uh, there is a, some strategy for sure to auctioning off the right thing at the right time because you want to auction something off or like okay Billy and Frankie are gonna to try to fight over this and so they're gonna pay me a lot of money and you want to try to sort of coast along a little bit at the beginning, I think, kind of see how the board's forming and then at that point have a lot of money uh, to pull out of people and then also to spend. So it's, it's a cool game. It takes about a half hour, 45 minutes with five players, I'd say. And uh, it takes a player two to kind of get in there and get your you know, you're dunking the tank to kind of see this sort of like, oh, I'm cruising along, I'm gonna get a bunch of points for my green things. Well, no, you're gonna be all negative points, you know. You have to kind of let that happen to you, at least for me, to kind of get the idea of like a sense for when the timing is gonna be right to auction off certain things and when to get in on, you know, certain things. So I really enjoy this game. Uh, you know, it's kind of, I think it's definitely a niche audience that's gonna like it if you liked auction games at all in the past. Uh, like I said, though, definitely, uh, you know, I pestered Velma there at uh, uh, Game Surplus for this one, and she was kind enough to send it to me, and I was pretty sure I'd like it based on Alex's review. I was like, hmm, that sounds pretty brutal. I, like, I think I like that. Uh, so I would definitely recommend this game. She does get it in stock uh, if you're over here in the States. I think if you're uh, over overseas there in Europe, I, I think it's readily available because they, and they've been keeping it in print now for about 10 years. Uh, but definitely take a look at it. It's got a nice, you know, visual, you know, quality, everything you can see out there, the nice three-dimensional aspect. And it's kind of thematic, I gotta be honest with you, because you kind of feel like somebody just kind of taking advantage of, you know, this little town. <laughs> you know, they're trying to develop, you know, some infrastructure and you're just trying to, you know, make a buck off it. 
um, and it has that real feel to it. And you just is it a whole thing like just embezzling a dollar, you know? And that that's, a, that's also a real good decision point. Is okay, you know, I'm gonna lose a buck, yeah. But then you get outbid by a dollar, and you're like, well, I, I you know, then I had to bid a bunch, and now I don't have any money left, and I shouldn't have embezzled all that money, you know. So there's some interesting, you know, kind of moments there. So I definitely uh, track this one down and, and take a look at it if you like this kind of style of game. I think. It's a funny game too. Is kind of the other thing is you have these moments where you just somebody just like loses their shorts, and it's just that transition into that degree of like it's almost like a debauchery kind of thing uh, is pretty funny. So uh, also you know I wouldn't necessarily shy away from this kind of game if you're not really into this stuff, but this might be a one that is kind of funny if you can kind of come at it with that kind of mindset. Okay, thanks.